we're here, brothers and sisters, and uh, I know Brother Lorenzo made a comment when we're here is when we saw that storm coming, it's like, man, everything seems to be coming against us, amen? Everything wants to deter us, stop us from being here, praising God, but we're here. We're here, we're here, and we're thankful for being here, amen? The title of uh, tonight's message is Perspective, uh, Perspectiva, Perspectiva. El título del de mensaje esta noche, hermanos, es Perspectiva. Amen. Uh, and I believe the kids' class can be dismissed, but the youth can stay here. The youth wants to stay here, but the kids can be dismissed, I think. Amen. So el título, hermanos, uh, per, per, Perspectiva es importante para que nosotros podamos entender lo que es eso, cómo se mira cosas, cómo miramos a cosas. Amen. It's important for us to see, brothers and sisters, how we see things and how uh, sometimes we put things into perspective. Uh, you know, we think about that a lot. We think about a lot of the times that we uh, we believe it's bad until, like we've said before, until we meet somebody that's going through it worse. We believe we're in a bad situation until we meet somebody or talk to somebody that's going through it worse. Amen. So sometimes it's all about our perspective. Uh, muchas veces, hermanos, comenzamos a pensar que lo tenemos bien duro hasta que hayamos a alguien que lo tiene más duro que nosotros. Y es importante, hermanos, para que siempre que Dios habla a nosotros, a nuestros corazones, para que podamos entender cómo se vean cosas. It's important for us to understand how it is to see things. Amen. Because we can go uh, very quickly down a path uh, of destruction. We can go down a path where we begin to murmur, we begin to complain, we begin to separate ourselves until we dry up and we wither away. Hermanos, es importante que siempre estamos pensando uh, en cosas positivas porque el enemigo te quiere separar, te quiere llevar de las cosas de Dios. Y como lo hace es como estás viendo cosas, como lo estás viendo la, la cosa. Y eso es importante. Si eres bien negativo, hemos hablado de eso. Muchas veces siempre es, es algo que, how do you say complaining, brother? Anybody? No, complemento, no. Complaining. ¿Cómo? Queja. Siempre te estás quejando. Uh, y hay personas que siempre se quejan. ¿Conoces personas que siempre se quejan? Ah, todos se están escondiendo ahorita en las máscaras. You know, somebody, you know, there's some people that just complain all the time. They complain about everything. It's like, and, and you know what the sad thing is, is that sometimes it's just, it's something, a trait that's passed on to you. You know, your mother, her mother, your sister, their, you know, uh, you know, People, they saw it and they felt it and they, they began to complain. And they're just complainers about everything. They're ungrateful complainers. You know, you could have a, a steak in front of you and it's just a degree off. Not even a whole, it's just like, not appreciative of anything like that. So, you know, there's, there's struggles that come with that. Muchas veces, hermanos, podemos estar comiendo un, un esteque, esteque, un carnecito y no lo cocinan bien poquito nomás y 
No, estamos murmurando, quejándonos. No pensando en cosas bien, hermanos. Eso se mira muy malo y, y, y también reci, recibimos un espíritu uh, que no, no es agradable. Que no, sea, no es agradable. Y debemos siempre estar agradecidos. Porque, lo, porque la vida que Dios nos da y que tenemos uh, vida en Él. Amén. So, you know, brothers and sisters, the definition of perspective is uh, a particular attitude toward or a way of regarding something. But it's also a point of view. Definición? Definición? Es una actitud um, a algo. O como veas, veas algo, ese es el de, de per, perspectiva. Si comenzamos a pensar muchas veces, hermanos, muchas de las cosas, muchas de las enfermedades que, uh, que pasamos, los traemos solamente a nosotros porque como estamos viendo cosas. Many times, brother, a lot of the sicknesses that we bring upon ourselves, we bring them upon ourselves because of our point of view. Our perspective on things. If it's anxieties, if it's just worries, if it's depressions, whatever it is, it's our point of view that has an impact on this. Do we, we have got to understand that. We're going to be reading tonight, brothers and sisters, from 1 Samuel 3, 1. Vamos a leer, hermanos, de Primera de Samuel 3, 1. Quiero leer esto y vamos a hablar de unas cosas aquí, pero queremos ver aquí. El ejemplo de Samuel. No sé, no sé si todos saben quién era Samuel. Do we all know who Samuel was? Who was Samuel? Tell me, somebody tell me something about Samuel. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Awesome. Not even the teachers? I can't hear y'all. Even the kids, the youth? Anybody with Samuel? A priest and a prophet. What, what was he famous for? There you go. Amen. He's the one that the Lord sent to uh, David's home uh, to, when he was seeking a king, a man of Israel. But did you guys know that Samuel was a child when the Lord picked him? Everybody knows that now. <laughs> Everybody's like, yeah. <laughs> I like seeing that. <laughs> todos, todos saben eso, que Samuel era la persona que Dios mandó, mandó a escoger a David. Pero muchos no saben que Samuel era un niño también. No cuando fue a escoger a David, pero cuando Dios comenzó a trabajar con él. Muchos no saben eso. A lot of people don't know that Samuel was a young child. And we're going to read here. In 1 Samuel 3, when the Lord called Samuel. And you see, Samuel, just to set up this, this chapter that we're going to read, Samuel, we could say, was being mentored uh, by another priest by the name of Eli. Samuel comenzó a caminar con Dios y lo puedes leer la historia en Primera Samuel 1, comenzando hasta cuando vamos a llegar a 3, pero. Y comenzó a seguir a un. un ¿Cómo dice priest? 
As, asador Texas. Asadado. César Dorte. No puedo pensar. Okay. A priest. Es que su nombre era Eli. No sé cómo dice, dice eso en español. Si es Eli. Eli, or Eli. Es Eli. Eli. Eli, ok. Y era niño cuando lo siguió. Uh, ayudándolo y eso. Pero esta noche Dios comenzó a trabajar con él. Y vamos a leer aquí en primera de Samuel. Uh, 3.1 Si me lo quieren poner ahí, ahí uh, Para leerlo pero Para que podamos seguirlo Lo voy a leer aquí para que puedo Leerlo más rápido Amén Porque es el capítulo 3 Primera de Samuel 3.1 Amén Allá lo tienen ahí Y vamos a seguir leyéndolo aquí Amén Dice aquí And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli and the Lord and the word of the Lord was precious in those days there was no open vision now brothers and sisters I love the Bible because the Bible always gives you perspective me gusta la, la, la Biblia hermanos porque siempre uh, la Biblia te da pers, perspectiva aquí te que, que la palabra de Dios era bien preciosa en ese tiempo ¿Por qué estaba bien preciosa? Porque no, no iba, no, no estaba visión en muchas cosas que estaban diciendo It was, it was special, it was precious at time because it was very rare, it was a rarity Because the times were evil El tiempo era bien mal, malo que cuando Dios estaba hablando era preciosa la cosa. Porque no iba tanto profecía o visión como dice aquí. Estamos viendo un ejemplo de la persona que estaba con Samuel. La persona que estaba ministrando. Y vamos a leer que él tuvo problemas. We're going to see right there. I love the perspective that it gives. It says that the word of the Lord was very precious. Why was it precious? Because it was, it was a rarity, like a precious stone, a rarity. Why was it rare? Because there wasn't a lot of prophecy, prophecy or vision that was being spoken. So, and and, and it, the reason it was is because a lot of the men that were doing it were, weren't doing God's will. ¿Y por qué era preciosa? Porque lo, muchos de los hombres que lo estaban diciendo no estaban siguiéndole a Dios. Y... y y Dios no estaba, lo estaba usando pero, pero vamos a ver aquí el ejemplo aquí de Samuel seguimos leyendo aquí and it came to pass at that time where Eli was laid down in his place and his eyes began to wax dim that he could not see and ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God's of God was where the ark of God was and Samuel was laid down to sleep otra vez está diciendo aquí un ejemplo que esa persona Eli que se costó estaba, estaba cansado se comenzó a dormir cuando se durmió la luz la como se dice lamp el fuego del de como lámpara de lámpara se fue 
en ese, en ese momento. Todo está hablando aquí, Dios está hablando, da, da enseñando. Qué bonito es Dios como enseña cosas. Es que necesitamos a, a calmarnos. Hay muchas cosas pasando en nuestras vidas que no, 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 se, no se calman para nomás a, 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 a gozarte en lo que estás leyendo, lo que, como lo estás leyendo. Pero Dios está hablando ahorita en la palabra. It's beautiful how God speaks in this. He, he gives a storyline. He says, you know, this person Eli was tired, went to sleep. And as soon as he went to sleep, the lamp went off where he was in the place that he was at, where, where, where God's ark was at. Amen. So it's all giving us uh, a perspective here on what's happening with this person. So we keep on reading here. Uh, verse four, that the Lord called Samuel. And he answered, here am I. Amen. So again, dijo, dice aquí que Jehová llamó a Samuel y él respondió, eme aquí. So the Lord calls for Samuel. Samuel responds back and says, I'm here. But he doesn't realize that it was the Lord that was calling him. Because if we read verse five, it says, and he ran to Eli and said, here I am, for thou calledest me. And he said, I called not, lie down again. And he went and lay down. So it was a mistake there. Have you ever had that happen before where you come to somebody and you're like, did you call me? And, and they said, I didn't call you. You're like, oh, I heard you call me. I thought you said for me to come over here. No, it wasn't me. You ever had that happen to you before? Anybody ever have that happen to? It happens all the time. One time, um, one time I called and my daughter picked up and I thought it was my wife. You know, she's getting older now. And I was like, and I started talking to her and, and she laughed, right? She goes, here, let me get your mom. You, you've ever made that mistake before, right? By not recognizing somebody. Where Samuel's making this mistake, but you got to give the guy a break, right? Because it was dark. Everybody was getting ready to go to sleep. And he says, here I am. And he runs to Eli and says, hey, did you call me? And he goes, I didn't call you. Go back to bed, right? So verse, uh, where were we at right here? Verse six, right, amen? Or is that verse five? Six. And the Lord called yet again Samuel. And Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, here I am. For thou didst call me, and he answered, I called not, my son, lie down again. So this is number two right here where Samuel goes to Eli again because it's common because he's over here thinking that it's Eli that's calling him, but it was the Lord calling him. It hasn't snapped yet to either one of them. But it was Samuel that was the only one hearing it. Los dos no sabían lo que, no, no sabía Eli que, 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 que estaba diciendo Samuel a él, yo no te estoy llamando, pero no dijo tampoco, o yo oí esa voz también, es, es, el, es Jehová que te está llamando. No dijo nada, no sabía. Y, y, y Samuel era un niño, un joven. So no, 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 no no es que sufría de oír, oír cosas. Or, pero aquí seguimos leyendo. Seis. Siete. 
Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. So aquí otro perspectiva. Aquí te dice que y Samuel no había conocido aún a Jehová, ni la palabra de Jehová le había sido revelada. revelada. So we can read here, brothers and sisters, that Samuel didn't know the Lord. Um, and what I mean by that is like uh, he, wasn't, he wasn't a prophet. He wasn't um, ministering in a way to where he was saying to people what the Lord was telling him. So we understand this right here is this was odd to him hearing this voice and, and him being able to say, oh, that's the Lord. Because I know him. I know that voice. So now you see an example of Samuel figuring this out, but God also continuing to reach out to him. Podemos ver el ejemplo aquí que Samuel queriendo, uh, oyendo la voz, pero no sabiendo quién era, porque no lo conocía Jehová todavía, pero todavía estaba oyendo la voz. Y qué bonito cosa es cuando oyemos la voz de Dios. If we go to verse 8, Verse 8 says, and the Lord called Samuel again, the ter- third time, and he arose and went to Eli and said, here am I. Now, now come on. Now, now, is, Samuel, is Samuel Mexican? Es mexicano, Samuel, porque nomás un mexicano por tres veces va a ir a, a levantar a alguien diciéndole algo cuando ya dos veces ir a, estaban mal. Nomás un mexicano. Los mexicanos nosotros somos, pero du, du, duro en la cabeza, ¿no? Creemos esto. Well, you know, we're hard-headed. You know, it, it, two times you're wrong already. You got to be feeling bad here. You've, the, it's, it's an older gentleman. He's asleep, probably snoring. Now the third time he hears, and I like the way even the word of God says it. He's like, and yet again. And the Lord calls Samuel again the third time. And he rose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. Now, Eli recognizes something here. Samuel doesn't recognize it. This is very interesting right here, again, from a perspective. Because, see, Eli was a, was a messenger, was preaching the things of God, knew laws of God, But we see here that now something snaps to Eli, not to Samuel. And Eli says, the Lord hath called the child. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. Verse 9. Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, go lie down, and it shall be if he call thee that thou shalt speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel goes and lies down again after hearing what Eli just told him. And he goes and lies down in his place, verse 10. And the Lord came and stood and called us at the other time, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, speak for thy servant heareth, verse 11. 
And the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do a thing in Israel at which both the ears of everyone that heareth it shall tingle. Verse 12. In that day I will perform against who? Eli. All the things which I have spoken concerning his house. When I begin, I will also make an end. Now, brothers and sisters, ahora, hermanos, podemos entender por qué no estaba oyendo la voz Eli. Now we can understand why Eli wasn't hearing God's voice. Because God was telling Samuel that he had something against him. Now put yourself in Samuel's position. Ponte en la posición de Samuel. Ahora oye la voz de Dios y Dios le dice que tiene algo contra Eli y su casa. Podemos entender por qué Eli no estaba oyendo la voz de Dios. Porque podemos decir por mucho tiempo no lo estaba oyendo. Porque Dios tuvo algo contra él. Seguimos leyendo. 13. For I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knoweth. Because his sons made themselves vile and he restrained them not. Podemos ver aquí hermanos que Dios tuvo algo contra Eli. Creo que lo estoy diciendo Eli. Eli. Tuvo algo contra Eli. Porque como estaba su casa. Y es importante, hermanos, para, para que podamos ver aquí el, cómo pasó todo. Le está diciendo Dios a un niño, a un joven. Algo que tiene contra una persona que es alguien que Samuel lo tenía como ejemplo, como alguien que estaba siguiendo. ¿Cómo trabaja Dios? Podemos ver por qué Dios escogió aquí Samuel. Verse 14, seguimos leyendo aquí. We see here the, the reason why God, because we see that um, Eli was struggling with maintaining his household. And the predicament that Samuel's in, because Samuel is being mentored or following uh, as an example, the steps of what this priest Eli is doing. Um, and... What an awkward position that he's in right now, but he understands and he trusts this voice that he's hearing. You know, so if you're young and young, being young is only a perspective, a child being considered a child is only a perspective. If God's calling you, if God's telling you something, you've got to listen to his voice. Or you don't in, in, And like the term is said, act, you'll act your age and you won't hear God's voice. And so, but if you start to hear God's voice, then you can start to do great things. 
And we see here, example here, and therefore I have sworn unto the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be purged with sacrifice, no offering forever. We can see here, brothers and sisters, that God was offended to a point where he was just done. He was done with Eli. And there's Samuel receiving all this information. What a burden that he's receiving. All this information about what Eli had done and, and, and the problems that Eli had went through. Some adults couldn't handle this, but God was starting Eli out young. And we start, verse 15, we read here. And Samuel lay until the morning and opened the doors of the house of the Lord. And Samuel feared to show Eli the vision. Fear's not bad. Fear sometimes is a perspective to show you the importance of what you're holding, the importance of what you have. That's fear. It's not always bad. Fear will help you appreciate also things. Sometimes it's good not to have fear. I'm sorry. Sometimes it's not good to not have fear. Because you get to that borderline recklessness. But we see here Samuel wakes up. Podemos ver aquí, hermanos, que Samuel se levantó. Ya lo pensaba. El visión que Dios lo dio. Pero podemos ver aquí, otra vez, del comenzar. Que Dios no estaba dando visiones. Dios no estaba hablando. Por eso la palabra de Dios era bien preciosa. We could see at the very beginning that God wasn't giving visions. And that's why it says that the word was very precious. But now we see here Samuel carrying this burden. Verse 16. Then Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son. And he answered, here I am. I mean, again, brothers and sisters, Eli, for, for, for a time now, if God had been telling him to get his house in order and he wasn't getting his house in order and, and he still continued on allowing uh, his, his children to be reckless, allowing you know, them to be disobedient. And, 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 and it's not to say that Eli wasn't doing sacrifices. That's important to understand here. It's not to say that Eli wasn't a good father and just trying to, oh, I'll make it right. God, you know, accept this lamb. God, accept this sacrifice for, for my, my children's rebelliousness. But in the position that he was in, he wasn't doing enough of the other things that God was asking him for in getting his house in order. That the sacrifices were not outweighing these things. Uh-oh. I don't want you to get lost in this right here, some of you, okay? Because it's not only the sacrifices that God calls for, it's also the exhortations. If it's just all sacrifice and there's no exhortations and it's all, oh, I love it when you come over to the house and and it's wonderful and all this, but they're not leaving with some thought in their mind. And so... The Lord is done with Eli. He's, he's already moved on. But Eli's excited because Eli was hungry. Eli had, 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 
had touched the Lord and, and had felt the Lord in visions and all this stuff and, and until all this started going where he couldn't hear the Lord's voice anymore. He couldn't recognize when Samuel was saying these things until the third time it was said. Then we see Eli waking up and he's like, hey, Samuel, 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 Samuel. Come and talk to me. I know it was the Lord that was talking to you last night. What did he say? Sometimes, brothers and sisters, we don't even get to that point where we're excited to hear what God's going to say about us. Because we're not feeling that it's going to be anything good. But Eli was in a position where he didn't even recognize the state that he was in or the graces that he was in with God. Que feo, hermanos, están en un perspectiva que pensamos que está todo bien con Dios. Está todo bien. Samuel, Samuel, ¿qué te dijo Dios de mí? Venga para acá. Porque no estamos oyendo, viendo las cosas que Dios lo está, está hablando a nosotros, que lo está enseñando a nosotros con su palabra, con ejemplos de nuestra vida. When you stop seeing and understanding things, then there's trouble there. You can see that there's a curse there that's great, that's, that's, that's wanting to overtake you in your house. As you can see here, your house. Verse 17. And he said, what is this thing that the Lord has said unto thee? I pray thee, hide it not from me. God, do so to thee, and more also if thou hide anything from me. Of all the things that he said unto thee. Listen to that. What pressure Eli just put on Samuel saying, look, you know, I don't know if that was a curse that he just threw to him or a blessing that he just threw to him for him to tell me everything. No sé si lo estaba bendiciendo, maldiciendo, le diciendo, dime lo que, todo lo que te dijo Dios. Pero quería saber lo que Dios Dijo a Samuel. Some of us that have felt Jesus before, we want to hear Jesus' voice before again. But we can't wait. We can't keep on playing this game that Eli was playing. No podemos seguir jugando este juego que él estaba jugando con Dios. Porque Dios es misericordia. Cordioso, hermanos, pero no es para que se burlan de él. God is merciful, but he's not someone you play games with. You don't take it seriously. He's not a, a God that's just going to be mocked. This is the power of our God, too. Everything that we had, it, we could easily lose. If the fear of the Lord is not in us. Todo lo que tenemos hermanos podemos perder si el temor de Dios no está dentro de nosotros. Everything. And you want to talk to me after church and we can get in the scriptures so I can show you everything that we can get into it if you're fighting me right now. But you can lose everything if you're rebellious. 
Puedes perder todo hermanos si tú vienes de un mental que no, no Dios es no, no es así Tú lo estás leyendo conmigo ahorita un ejemplo Oh eso es en el viejo testigo We can go to the New Testament too and we can see it Porque nuestro Dios es justo hermanos Y tienen un amor para nosotros Pero ¿Tú crees que un Dios que es justo va a dejar a alguien que sigue su palabra que es obediente en, en las cosas de Dios? Que es temoroso de cosas de Dios y no más alguien que no le importa nada. ¿Tú crees que nuestro Dios es justo con eso? ¿O va a agradecerle con, con alguien que es obediente? God knows one thing. Where it hit us, where it hurts. Dios sabe una cosa, hermanos, donde pegarnos, donde duele. Ni tú sabes lo que te duele. Yo te digo una cosa ahorita. Hasta que te duele. You don't even know what hurts you until it starts to hurt. Because God knows how to get your attention. Porque Dios, tú no sabes, pero Dios sabe cómo llegar a tu atención. Gracias a Dios por eso Porque esos momentos son bonitos Porque puedes oír, oír su voz So we keep on reading here Verse 18 And Samuel told him every wit He told him everything Y Samuel lo dijo todo ¿Tú quieres saber todo? ¿Tú me estás diciendo que te diga todo? Te voy a decir todo I'm sorry I asked. Some would say, right? I'm sorry I asked how you really thought about me. So Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. And he said, it is the Lord. Let him do what seemeth him good. Verse 19. And Samuel grew... And the Lord was with him and did let none of his words fall. To Listen to this, brothers and sisters. This is my favorite verse. Dice aquí, y Samuel creció y Jehová fue con él y no dejó caer a tierra ninguna de sus palabras. Hermanos, ¿por qué estaba Dios con él? No nomás porque no dejó Es porque era fiel Un joven un Alguien que Que sabe este Dios iba a comenzar con él Trabajar con él Porque era fiel So we start to look brothers and sisters You know uh, In reading this And, I, and as I mentioned before, I love how it starts off with, with, with giving you a perspective of how things were, how, how the word was precious, how there wasn't visions, and then a vision comes to Samuel. Me gusta como, como enseña que, que la, la palabra era preciosa y no, no, no estaba visiones de, de Jehová y viene una visión a, a Samuel. And we see here Samuel 
because of his faithfulness now creating a connection. Podemos ver aquí, hermanos, que Samuel, viéndole a, 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 haciendo evidente a, a Dios, comienza una conexión con Dios. So, la obediencia comienza qué? Conexión. So obedience creates what? Connect, does what? Creates connection. So if you're not obedient, so so kids, you know, youth, you know, you guys that are here, if you're not obedient, God can't use you. Because God's looking for obedience. Now, can you work to getting there? Yes. Have you made mistakes? Yes, I made them. I wasn't obedient. So don't beat yourself up so bad. But if God's calling you, God's telling you stuff, God's showing you stuff, and you keep on going to the wrong person saying, uh, here I am, and it's like, I didn't call you. Uh, here I am, oh, I didn't call you. I just keep on hearing, well, it's not me calling you. Start changing the way you see things. Because God can be calling you for something great, something amazing, something powerful. So we see here Samuel's connection now to God. You see, the word was not coming. It was, it was a rarity because of the wickedness of man. But God is faithful. God is faithful to his people and he sends Samuel. So he speaks to him. And you find out the, the background of Eli. And you see the courage of Samuel. At the very beginning. And I love how it puts it on that verse 19. And he did not allow a word of the Lord to fall and hit the ground. Wow, could you imagine that? What? I mean, the Bible's beautiful. That's like a, that's something to write on a wall or something to see every day, isn't it? Not to allow a word of God to fall and hit the ground. That's how Samuel viewed God's word. Some of us have to change our perspective and start viewing God's word that way. Some of us got to change our perspective and start seeing the example of Eli and fix it before it's too late. Amen? So I, I want to talk about distractions, brothers and sisters. I think distractions are uh, a thing that affect our perspective. And, you know, in thinking a little bit about, you know, distractions, I think that we, we find ourselves, like, thinking that we shouldn't have that many right now, right? Because it's like, I can't have a distraction in four walls, right? But it's actually the worst distraction you can have is right now being contained. What do you mean? It's, isn't it worse to be out and doing? No, 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 no. Why? Because now they become spiritual distractions, Comenzas a pensar, hermanos, que no, no, van a, no van a venir, ¿cómo se dice? Distractions. Distracciones a mi vida, porque ahorita estoy en la casa, no, está todo claro. No, 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 vienen espíritus ahorita. Para cambiar cómo veas las cosas. Te están hablando, ojalá que no estás hablando para atrás a ellos. Que se, que se sienten, uh, how do you say, comfortable, comfortable. 
cómodo, cómodo, cómodo más fácil. I, I was gonna, I tried this. Cómodo. Ojalá que no se sienta incómodo. Estás hablando con alguien en, y, y si no te están escuchando, ¿te sientes cómodo con ellos? No, no. Pero si estás escuchando un espíritu y comienzas a creerlo, a decir cosas, ¿se siente cómodo? Sí. Porque lo estás escuchando. You know, brothers and sisters, you know, you, you ever have somebody you're talking to and they're not listening to you? Do you feel comfortable? You kind of get annoyed, don't you? I do. You know what my famous saying is, Mariah? Let me see if you smile. I can't see in the mask. No, that's a good match. You can't see your smile. My famous, my famous saying is this. Gabriel might be able to tell it to you. No, he can't. He probably hasn't heard this one. I, I said, you know what? I'm going to stay over here. I said, you know what? I don't need to hear my voice. If you're not going to listen to me when I'm telling you, I don't need to hear my voice. I don't need to waste my time. Sometimes people just get distracted to a point where or don't want to hear it. What am I going to? If I'm talking to somebody and they don't want to hear advice, I don't need to say it. It's a waste of our time if we're doing that, right? Sometimes we treat the things that are being told to us if they're spiritual, we hold them at a high at a high standard that they stay there. They start to live there. They start to root themselves there because we listen to them a lot. Instead of ignoring them and instead of rebuking them. Muchas veces, hermanos, estamos uh, escuchando los voces de lo, de, del enemigo que lo está diciendo cosas que, que causa división en nuestra vida con Cristo. Comenzamos a creerlo, comenzamos a responderlo. Como estamos teniendo uh, una conversión con ella, con él. So it's important for us to understand what these distractions are and how they come. First Peter 5.8. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Two things that it starts off, we've read this before. And again, sometimes we got to read it while we're in the middle of something. So we can say, hey, I've read that before, but that sounds a little different now that I'm going through something. Muchas veces hemos leído cosas como esto. Lo hemos leído, brother. La cosa es que estamos en una iglesia que siempre está con la palabra de Dios. No estamos nomás, estamos aquí, de acá, leyendo la palabra de Dios. So, so puedes creer que ya, ya sabes esto, pero estás, en, estás pasando algo en tu vida ahorita que mejor esta vez lo vas a entender. Porque no importa si lo, ya lo has oído esto. Mira el pers, perspectiva que estás ahorita. Para ver si lo entiendes mejor. You know, brother and sister, we've read this before. We understood it before. But now in what you're going through, you might see it differently. Your perspective might be different. Be sober. Be vigilant. Be sober. What does being sober mean? Being clear. Not being distracted. What's vigilant mean? Being watchful. It starts out with two things. Be clear and be watchful. Why? Because there's something that wants to kill you. There's something that wants to devour you. The devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. You might not believe it. You might not even think about it. You might think like, ah, no, I know other people. I've seen other people. I, I see family. I know this. You can have a small perspective. But if God's calling you even at a young age 
and you start to see things and say, I don't want that kind of life. I want a better life. So young kids, if you don't care anymore and you're just living and just like, blah, whatever. Is that the famous young, young word? Whatever. Is that the way you guys do it sometimes? Whatever. You're doing it like that, you got to be careful. Because the devil's looking who he can devour and who he can destroy. And more than anything, as parents, we got to be careful. Because if their perspective is small and they can't see around the corner, that God gives us vision to work with them, to change that perspective. I thank God for parents that are courageous enough to do that. Yo, yo doy gracias a Dios para los padres que son valientes que para cambiar el perspectiva de los niños, de sus niños. Porque Dios te ha llamado para eso. God's called us for that. It's not easy. It's hard. It's lonely. Why are you the bad guy? Because God put something in you. It's like, look, if this isn't, if this is not going to change, there's an enemy that's out there that's just looking, licking his chops to who he can devour and eat. But praise God for his grace and his word. Amen. Colossians 3.2. How do you stop distractions? ¿Cómo puedes parar? How do you say distractions again? Distracciones. ¿Cómo puedes parar esto? Poner la mirada, mirada donde? En las cosas de arriba. No en las de la tierra. Si estás sufriendo, if you're suffering right now, brothers and sisters, if you're struggling right now, and, and you're struggling with distractions, and it's everywhere, my kids, my job, my nan, my nan, my nan, my nan, my nan, my nan. Si estás sufriendo ahorita, hermanos, y tienes muchas cosas que, tienes muchas distracciones en tu vida. Ah, tengo esto, tengo esto, tengo esto, tengo esto, tengo esto. La palabra de Dios dice aquí, pone tu mirada en las cosas de arriba. Y vas a ver que todas esas cosas te van a calmar. Esas cosas se componen solos, hermanos, si tenemos nuestra visión en Dios. Es Dios en lo que puede estar en diferentes lugares, en casas ahorita, no tú. It's God that's in different places right now, not you. So if I'm honoring him and I'm glorifying him and I'm putting all my thought on him and saying, God, I don't want to let your word fall and touch the ground. And I'm honoring him, and he's going to honor me. Through his word, he says he'll do this. But the problem is, is that we do this. El problema es, hermanos, que siempre estamos haciendo esto. Arriba, abajo, arriba, abajo, arriba, abajo. No somos constantes, no somos 
We're not consistent. We're constantly taking our eyes from above things and going down to the bottom. And nothing ever happens good at the bottom. If you are thinking and you have ambitions and you have all these things that are here in the bottom, set your eyes on the things above and you'll see that God will take care of all this. La problema, yo conozco gente, hermano, que y hermanos que siguen pensando en las cosas aquí en este mundo. Que voy a hacer esto, que voy a hacer esto, que voy a hacer aquello. Tonto. Tonto. En la noche vengo por tu vida. If you're over here thinking and you have ambitions and you know, fool, tonight I come for your life. I want to see you, God. I want to honor you. I want to glorify you, God, because I know you have everything perfectly planned for me and my family. Let me teach my kids this perspective. Let me teach my children how to get there and how to refocus. Second Corinthians 4.18, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen, or the things that are seen, are what? Are temporal. But the things which are not seen are eternal. While we paying attention to what's on the bottom when it's temporary, when what's above is forever. Porque estamos siempre pensando. Yo, yo me pregunto a mí mismo, hermanos. I ask myself this. Why am I so focused on something that I can see that physically affects me, but I don't spend enough time on what's unseen that's eternal? I've got to change my perspective. If it's down, it's got to go up. I've got to change it. I'm too into what's here instead of what's God. I'm too ambitious. Oh man, there's some people that are very ambitious in things. They won't miss stuff, but when it comes to things for God, not so ambitious. Or they're very selective in their ambition. I'm not saying that there's anybody here. Ah, Everybody looks around. Don't be looking around. I'm saying that God needs to speak to you, Samuel. Samuel. Is God saying to you, Samuel, tonight? And you're finally hearing his voice. I remember when God spoke to me, brothers and sisters, and I was sitting in, the, in church, not thinking I was relevant. I wasn't even living a holy life. And God told me, I could hear his voice. I didn't know what to do because I hadn't heard this voice before. This passion, this change your life. But I'm thankful. Doy gracias a Dios, hermanos, que oí la voz de Dios cuando me llamaba. Y no estaba viviendo bien, hermanos, pero me estaba queriendo Dios llegarme a ese punto que podía usarme, trabajar conmigo. Y no era fácil. Y perdí muchas cosas. 
Pero qué bueno es Dios y qué misericordioso es Dios. Su amor nadie puede entender. God is merciful, God is loving, nobody can understand his love or, or mercy. But I'm grateful that I heard his voice, amen? So, brothers and sisters, again, we, we get distracted. Our distractions, you know, um, are, 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 take us to a point where we have hunger. We're hungry for distractions. Why are we hungry for distraction, distractions right now? Because we're bored. You ever catch yourself just bored? Is this the, is this the, is this the action? Am I doing it right, everyone? I can't see everybody's face, but am I doing it right? Is this the action to not be bored? Not this way, right? It's this way. Up and down, isn't it? Am I right? That's the social way of handling boredom. That's not the way that we should feed this hunger. I always remember, and I don't know if, if Gabby was in, in youth or Lorenzo was in youth at the time, um, but I remember when there was a commitment that was made to stop watching TV or, you guys remember that? Lorenzo was like, yeah, I remember. <laughs> there was some good stuff going on that week. I think, we, how long, do you remember how long you guys did it for? Was it a week? <laughs> it's a mountain, wasn't it? <laughs> Los jóvenes una vez les pregunté a ellos, ¿por qué no dejan de televisión? What were you saying, Lorenzo? Longer than that or what? Oh. ¿Por qué no dejan de televisión por una semana? Dijo Gabriel que se sintió como un mes. Pero lo vas a dejar en una manera que no vas a estar murmurando, vas a creer que Dios va a hacer algo en tu vida. Que estás agradando a Dios, dándole algo. Que siempre está en tu pensamiento. Que siempre te tiene. Es una cosa nomás dejarlo y estar enojado porque lo dejaste. Es otra cosa hacerlo. Sabiendo que lo estás haciendo como un sacrificio. Porque crees que, que puedes hacer algo mejor en ese tiempo. So if distractions are coming to you. Then you're not seeing the things from above. It's really important, brothers, for us to have a plan for our purpose. Necesitamos planear nosotros nuestro propósito en Dios. Muchos, muchos quieren propósito de Dios, pero no están planeando cosas. Es como queriendo algo, pero no estamos preparando algo. ¿Y qué es eso? Eso nomás es necia. Es necia, siendo necio. Si quieres algo y no estás preparando algo para lo que quieres. I've told you guys before, we used to say this before a lot here. You know, some of us, uh, we proclaim that, you know, our, our, our family is going to be here and we say all these things, but we, 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 we're not crazy enough for that. What do you mean, Brother Gabe? I'm not crazy enough for that. I've told you that, you know, you've got to plan a row that fits your family. Right now you've got plenty of space here. You've got to plan, you know, sometimes look at him and, and, and talk to somebody. And is Margie talking to herself over there? No, no, she's talking to Chris. Oh, okay. 
Praise the Lord. But we ain't crazy enough. What's, what's, where's our faith at? Our perspective's got to change. I like to be crazy sometimes myself. I'll find myself and I'm like, man, God, you, I just, I get, I, I, you know, the, the spidey sense or the tingle. And I'm like, man, I'm feeling, I'm feeling you right now, God. I know this sounds crazy, but I'm feeling this right now. Me gusta cuando Dios comienza a hablarme en manera que es, para muchos puede ser locura. Pero puede ser locura a todos, no, no más que es ganancia para mí. It could be craziness for everybody, but as long as it's gain for me, I could care less what people think. But it all starts with my perspective. If we turn to Philippians 3.13. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Hermanos, podemos leer aquí. Si vamos a planar algo, no podemos ver lo que está atrás. Porque lo que está atrás no te está dejando enfocar lo que es tu futuro. La cosa es, hermanos, cuando, cuando estás comenzando algo, ha hablado el pastor cuando trabajaba en tractor, es importante el, el, el comenzar de la línea. No, no estás mirando aquí porque ahí va a comenzar todo chueco. You know, like Pastor has mentioned before when he used to work in tractors, that, that first line so important. Like you look at these line of chairs right here. If that, you know, that first row doesn't start out right, then it's. This is why we had Brother Richard do this stuff. <laughs> Brother Lorenzo. If I would have done it, wouldn't, wouldn't it have been good? Brothers, I have talents to be able to see that stuff. That's why it's important, brothers and sisters, as, as Paul said here, to press onward. What are you fixing that's behind? ¿Qué estás componiendo que es atrás de ti? Todo lo que debes mirar es que está enfrente de ti. Lo que está atrás de ti no quiere que llegas a lo que está enfrente de ti. What's behind you doesn't want you to get to what God has planned for you that's in front of you. What's behind you is going to distract you. Man, some of you, you guys got to grow up and stop living what's behind you. It's the devil that reminds you what's behind you, not God. Es el diablo que siempre te está recordando lo que está atrás de ti, no es Dios. Dios tiene algo para usted, hermano, para nosotros. Pero necesitamos enfocar en su propósito. Amén. I wrote this down. Put purpose in your perspective. Make anything you desire benefit others more than benefiting you. Oh, 
let's write that one down for some of us that struggle with the me, the me, the me. Put purpose in your perspective. Make anything you desire benefit others more than benefiting you. God lives in selfless acts. Nobody wrote that down. Praise the Lord. God bless every one of y'all. And this is why you struggle. And this is the curse you have. If some of you aren't considerate of other people. And God bless some of them that are here. God bless brothers and sisters that are considerate of others and think of others. But listen to that. I'm going to read it. Samuel, three times for you now, okay? Put purpose in your perspective. Make anything you desire benefit others more than benefiting you. God lives in the selfless acts. That's where God lives at. Because our God was not selfish. He was selfless. He put us above himself. And when we start to live this, brothers and sisters, then we see, then we see how perfect our God is. Amen? Now, to end, brothers and sisters, attentiveness. What did we talk about? What was our first one? Distractions. Second one, planning for your purpose. Now, the third one, Attentiveness. Why is attentiveness so important? Because we see how important it was to Samuel. If Samuel wasn't attentive to trying to hear God's voice, he could have missed God's voice. But God was using him already. Como se dice attentiveness, brother? Atentivo? Atentivo que es siendo como oyendo, queriendo oír claramente. Atentiendo? ¿Cómo? Atento, atento. Si leemos aquí en Primera de Juan, if we read here in 1 John 4, 5, and 6, they are from the world, therefore they speak from the world, and the world listens to them. You know, that's, what a beautiful saying there, right? Qué bonito es, como dice ahí, ellos son del mundo, por eso hablan del mundo. Y el mundo los oye. Perspective, perspective, perspective. If you're trying to get the world's attention, then you have to do what? Speak the world's attention. You speak the world and the world's going to be attentive to it. Now, the decision you have to make is that, is that the attention that I want? Or do I want to get the world's attention by speaking God's faithfulness to it you got it's it's a predicament you're in it's a it's a struggle that you're in there right they are the they are of the world therefore speak they of the world and the world heareth them verse six we are of god he that knoweth god heareth us he that is not of god heareth not us hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. This is how we know this. How do we know it again? We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. 
Hereby we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. See, you see, brothers and sisters, we sometimes confuse our sentiments, distract us, our, our sentiments pull us off course. Why? Because they're like, they should be listening to me. No, they shouldn't. If it's not their time yet, they shouldn't. Because you're talking a whole different language to them than what their, their mindset at right now. So calm down. Seek the things from above. Let God do the work he's going to do. Trust God. Believe God. And know that he's faithful. Amen. So brothers and sisters, if we're struggling, distractions are against us. Planning's against us because we're too distracted. And now our attention's taken from us because of these things. What chance do you have? This is where it's so important to look at the things from above. It's so important to push things that are are affecting you. How is your spiritual gauge right now? How are you seeing right now? If your car said that it needed oil or the engine was going to burn up, would you just continue driving it? I don't know. Some people might. Yo conozco gente que... Si dice que el carro necesita aceite, todavía siguen manejándolo. Yo conozco gente que son así. ¿Por qué se está riendo, hermana? Uh oh. Tenemos una persona aquí, hermana María. Sister Mary. No sabías, hermana. Yo sé que no sabías. No. Vas a parar y lo vas a componer. Pero ¿por qué ahorita que estamos sufriendo en nuestro espíritu seguimos manejando, seguimos en ese uh, mental? Why then, if you wouldn't do, do those type of things to a car, to a vehicle, and you would take care of stuff, do you not take care of your spiritual self? Do you not take care of your spiritual self? Why is there not a value to us? Because I think we're distracted. We believe that it's okay. This other thing's okay. This other side's okay. It feels okay. This other distraction's okay. This feels normal. This is feeding me my anxiety. But that moment that I said, nah, I want to hear your voice, God. You got to ask yourself, is this why I haven't heard God's voice? It's because I got too much stuff in between me and God. Es por eso no estoy oyendo la voz de Dios porque hay muchas cosas que están en medio de yo y él. We got to ask ourselves that, Amen. I wrote this down too, brothers and sisters. Envy the loved one, amen? When we trust in him, we believe in his love, which in turn puts away all anxiety on what's to come. Are we trusting in God and his love for us? I want to 
envy God's love. I want that. I want his love. To get his love, I have to be obedient in things. I have to be obedient. It's not to say that we can't or we haven't made a mistake, but if we keep on making that mistake, then how are we showing him that we want that love? We're showing that we don't value that love. I don't value that love, God. I want to value his love. Why don't we all stand up, brothers and sisters? I'm going to ask the musicians to pass on up. I wrote this down also because if we're struggling, if we're struggling with something right now, if we're struggling in something right now, yo escribí esto también, hermanos, si estamos sufriendo en algo ahorita, estamos batallando en algo, estamos en batalla en algo, escribí esto. When I'm struggling with something, help someone in something. We've heard that before, but when I'm struggling in something, help somebody in something. Cuando yo estoy sufriendo en algo, ayuda a alguien en algo. It's medicine for the soul. The more we can take away ourselves from an equation, brothers and sisters, from the I need, I need, and we start putting that on something else is where God starts to fulfill our needs. I want God to bless everyone here. But we can't always make it about us here. It can't always be about us only. Especially some of us that we already got experience here. Some of us are struggling with the demand from God, the pulling from God instead of asking God, help them, bless them. Let me do something for them. What a beautiful thing when we become a church of doing something for someone. It feels so good to be a church of doing something for someone. I want us to ask God and pray to God tonight saying, God, Give us a heart, a heart to consider others, Lord, more than ourselves. A heart, God, to think of others more than ourselves. A heart to change our perspective, to change our children's perspective. Some of us are struggling with that and our children are going to carry this burden. If it was always about us, then it's always going to be about them to themselves. Let's start making it about God and let's start making about helping. There's a lot of people that need help right now, brothers and sisters. Some of them are here in this church. Some of them might be not saying stuff and we need to ask God to reveal and God will reveal it in a mighty way. God will bless us in showing us. Samuel, Samuel, hear his voice when he tells you. That's why it's important to move the distractions, to put the distractions to the side so we can hear his voice.
Father, we come before you tonight, Jesus. We're grateful, Lord, for your love, for your word, Jesus, as you speak to us, Lord. You show us more of you, Jesus, as we hear your voice, Father. I'm asking, Lord, that you instill in our hearts, Lord, a desire, Lord, to be selfless, Lord. That we start considering more of others, Lord. The prayers, Lord, that even though we have needs, Lord, even though we have things that bog us down, this the reason they're bogging us down, Lord, is because we're holding on to them as an anchor, Lord, instead of releasing them, Lord, and seeing you, Lord, and going to you, Jesus. I want to be free from things that are anchoring me down, Jesus. I want to elevate my perspective, Lord, and see way beyond what's in front of me, Jesus. Help me to see you, Jesus. Help me to see you clearer, Lord, in my life. Give me wisdom to remove things, Lord. Distractions that are in my life, Father. Things that are anchoring me down, Jesus. I want to release things that are anchoring me down, Father. Oh, you're worthy, Lord. Oh, you're so good to me, Jesus. I thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. I thank you for your love, Jesus. Bless my brothers and sisters. Bless this ministry, Lord Jesus. Our desire that we have to be closer to you. I ask, Lord, that we, that this desire turns into a roaring flame, Lord. A flame that burns everything that's a distraction in our lives and is not leading us to your purpose, Lord, for us. Oh, Lord, give us wisdom, Lord. We might not think we're wise in things, Lord, but you and you, Father, you're the creator of all things, Lord, the creator of wisdom, Jesus. We're asking right now for your wisdom, Lord, in things. We want to be free tonight, Father. We want to stop caring what people think of us, Jesus. And start obeying you more, Father. It's time to shine, Father. We ask, Lord, that your word be a flame to purify all the unclean things in us, Jesus. And that we hold your word, Lord, before it ever would touch the ground. We hold the same value that they value the flag, Lord, and not touching the ground, your word, Jesus. We don't allow your word to touch the ground, Jesus. And that we apply it. Apply it. That we don't have drawers filled with things that we could be applying in our lives at home, Lord, but that we start applying these things to our lives. You are awesome, God. You are so awesome, Father. Amazing, Jesus. You're amazing. We ask, Lord, that you and you alone be honored in everything that goes on moving forward, Jesus. Bless the ministries here, Lord. I ask, Lord, that you speak to them, Lord, that they start to hear your voice, but they've got to remove the distractions. The attentiveness needs to increase, Lord. The noise canceling has to begin, Father. I'm sad today, Father, from news of of a pastor having a slip up, Lord. Pastor that you were using, Lord, and the word.
I know your mercy. Hey, Lord, I know your love is great. So him and his family are going through great things right now, struggles. Wife has cancer. I'm asking, Lord, that, that we never forget your grace and your mercy, Father. Because one day we may need it. Bless the church, Lord. Bless all those around the world, Lord, that are struggling, those that are being persecuted around the world, Father. Those that are being persecuted right now because of this virus. I thank you, Lord, for your love and the obedience that you've given us here, Jesus. Now we ask, Lord, that you protect us on the road, Lord, and that you bless us this remainder of the evening. We ask this all in your precious and holy name, in the name of Jesus, amen.